Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today I'm joined by Colin West, the director behind the new film Linoleum, which will be in theaters and on VOD on February 24th. The film revolves around the host of a failing children's science show, who while attempting to fulfill his childhood dream of becoming an astronaut by building a rocket ship in his garage, begins to question his own reality when a series of strange events begin to occur. I had a great time chatting with Colin about the film and a great time watching it. Highly recommend you checking it out. Enjoy the show. All right. Cool. Hey, Colin, how are you today, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's so nice to meet you. I, mm-hmm. uh, I'm i actually sort of like blown away because I saw your name on the, the list. I have a really good friend named Christopher Maynard. So. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's pretty wild, actually. I was like, is this going to be, is this like a joke? Like, what's going on? But anyway, it's no, nice to meet you. <laughs> no, not not that Christopher Maynard. So sorry, sorry to disappoint. I apologize. Yeah. But no, it's all good. So I was floored by this movie. Um, I adore this. This is just a profoundly beautiful film that is just um, inspiring and heart-wrenching at the same time. I was away this weekend in Austin for work and watching this alone in a hotel room, thinking about my wife and kids that I was leaving behind. It was, it just hit me in that spot that I was not anticipating. So just uh, congratulations on the film right away. Cause you, this is a special one. Well, thanks so much, Christopher. Yeah. I, I it was um, it's, it's been a real journey and I'm glad that it's sort of like finally getting out there into the world, you know, next week and in a, in a wide way. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it just means a lot when people see it and respond to it in that way. So, so thank you for your kind words. Well, I was so surprised that you're as young as you are making a film like wow. this, because this film has, <laughs> and, and please don't take this, no, as no, no. Film, but it has a, something that normally you would anticipate would come from some the wisdom that comes with age with this, the idea of legacy and what you leave behind, which is such a focus of you know, the characters in this piece, but it's, um, it, it's the way that it handles it is so it's a delicate thing that you can really push that too far and make and lose the humanity of it. So it's just a, yeah, it's very impressive. Well, thanks. I mean, you know, it's so funny because like my dad said the same thing. He, he, cause all, (laughs) it's like all of the, my films are like about like an older generation. And um, he's like, why are you, you know, Colin, like, why do you always make films about old people? (laughs) And um, he's like, you're not old. And, and I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not old, I guess, but I'm, I'm older than I was. So I do know what that's like. And, um, you know, I know what it's like to sort of like have to, to grow up and have different lives along the way, you know, and, and, you know, experience things and sure. Like, you know, I'm not, you know, whatever on my deathbed or something, but it's like, (laughs) uh, but, but I guess interpreting that and, 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 and thinking about like, uh, dreams in the future and stuff like that. I'm I'm sort of an existentially minded person. And so um I kind of can't get away from from that, <laughs> I suppose, <laughs> somehow. But yeah, it's a uh, it's sometimes grueling to be in this head. So well I, I could I could only imagine, but there's a there's <laughs> something that I think that you're wrestling with that we all go through in this film. Sure. It's something that you think about it in your you think about it as a teenager and it feels so uh ultimately you're at the end of the rope at that age right had all this experience and years behind you and life is clearly not going to get any better than this then you look at back 
at that point from when you're a 20 year old and you think how ridiculous you were. And that goes on with each decade. I think that you constantly look back and think, man, I really didn't know shit last year. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I got to figure it out now. Yeah. Like I'm a hundred percent certain I'm going to listen to this interview in 10 years and be like, Oh my <laughs> God, what am I saying? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. yeah I, I, I can't go back and edit these things a week later. It drives me nuts. <laughs> so my, my, yeah. uh, my turnaround is much quicker than yours. I feel you. Um, but could you talk a little bit about the casting of this? Because that was what initially drew me to this film. That was just, okay, I don't need to know anything about it. This cast, I'm on board, whatever that happens to be. And I was so surprised. Um, it, obviously not by everyone here, but I mean, Jim Gaffigan is somebody who's done this quiet internal work that's in you know, in opposition almost to the work that he does on stage. I think that as a comedian that he's been doing this for years, but you really pulled something even further out of him with this. And I think that you played with his comedic side also, um, but gave it this heart in these interstitials that you do with this Mr. Wizard kind of mm. these, uh, you know, teacher scientist videos that he does that he gets that playfulness, but then, sorry, I'm rambling, but it's the no, context it. of it becomes so interesting because you start out with it and these interstitials are very lighthearted and fun. You realize you're learning a little bit more about the backstory of these characters and to the end of it, when you're seeing these and it's just, they're ultimately tragic to watch in the end. And it's such an interesting evolution throughout the film. Yeah. Yeah. It it really is. I mean, yeah, there is a lot to touch on there, but I do think, you know, um, I was really floored with our casting as well. I mean, our, our casting director, Jessica Sherman, really did a great job getting the script out there and, um, and you know, getting Jim, you know, in that lead role was a real honor in a lot of ways, because I do think like, <clears throat> I, I really do believe that like talent translates and his talent as a standout comedian, I think is equally matched by his talent as a, as a, as a uh, dramatic actor. And I think this really shows that, I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, and, and, and that on top of that, like he got to act with, with Ray Seahorn, who is like one of the best actors alive right now. Um, Clearly she, yeah. Wow. And she's, she, she's like, I, I just, I just like, am blown away by her. And I learned so much from her at this, it, during this process. I mean, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, newer to the industry than, than either of them. And so like, I, I was able to sort of pick up a lot from them and, you know, everybody else, you know, Tony Shalhoub, Caitlin Nacon, Gabriel, like they're all, it all just felt right. I mean, I think sometimes you kind of capture magic in a bottle and with this, like everybody really got along. It was a very, um, it was a very sort of like positive set. And um, yeah, I, I, I just feel so like sort of lucky with that cast. Oh, uh, I, I, how could you not? Cause it's it just, it's top to bottom, but it's also, it, I, I'm assuming it didn't start out this way, but it almost feels intentional where, where you're having a Tony Shalhoub and Michael Ian, uh, you're having these guys that show up and you're seeing them in roles you normally wouldn't see them in. Right. And they're playing these things just dead serious where you kind of initially, you kind of smile. You're like, Oh, look, here, here comes yeah, yeah, this yeah. big actor, this big, you know, they're going to do some, uh, I'm, this is going to be a wet, hot American summer turn right now. And, and it's, it's not, it's not that at all. And I love yeah. that this film constantly plays with what your expectations are. And I think that if you're paying attention in the, the opening monologue, you know, sort of where this is headed and how it's going to get there. Isn't clear, but you haven't, there's an inevitability to this. I think that right. it's not, your movie's almost spoiler proof. I think I could tell you exactly what this is, but yeah. I don't think that it was because I don't think that the, 
twist. It's not a twist. You, I think you see it the whole Thank time. Thank you. You get it. Like, okay. we, I feel like you're hitting everything. Like, you know, this film, like, yes, like you are getting it. I mean, you're getting it in the way that like, I feel it too. You okay. know? Um, so like, yeah, I, I, to me, like, I don't, I don't care about the twist, like the quote twist. I mean, yes, yeah. like the last 10 minutes, there's like what I would always call it as a soft reveal. And because people will like sort of, Yes, there's like a lot of mystery that's brought up throughout, especially in the first act. Like you have a mm -hmm. lot of, I mean, in the first two minutes, a, a car falls from the sky in the middle of suburbia, you know? So like, you know, something's up, like this isn't a typical world. So, um, but then it's like, how how does this all make sense together? And um, I don't know, I guess like, you know, that that combination of that, that kind of like swirl allows for people to um, sort of make guesses and some clues like lead to like, you know, guesses that might be right on track. And I think that that's great. I actually think that like, uh, to be honest, I think watching the movie the second time is more interesting than the first time, you know, um, because you can kind of like, you know where it's going and you get to like see all the puzzle pieces uh, like being created and and how they all work together. Um, but, uh, but it was certainly like you mentioned before, it's a delicate balance with all of this stuff and to keep it, to keep that puzzle going, but also keep it emotional um, because, you know, it is in the end like structured like a time travel movie um yeah. and with that comes paradoxes and so you know i didn't want to we didn't we didn't approach making this film logically otherwise we would have been caught up in like you know terminator like paradoxes and stuff and but we of course like wanted to like our whole process with all of the different department heads i would always go back to like trying to to focus on the emotional core of yep. this love story and um and yeah, I think that kind of answered every question that came up was like going back to that emotional core. So it was a guiding principle. Well, this is essentially a genre movie. And my favorite sure. genre movies are ones that you can remove the genre from it completely, be it the horror, the science fiction, whatever it's playing with. Today's episode of the following films podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. I'm joined today by my son, Jacob. Jacob, say hello to people. Oh, there you go. You're already on it. So, Jacob, when you go to Bookman's, what is it that you like to look at? What I do you like, like to get? To get toys uh, and movies and, and the coffee news. You like to look at the movies and you like to get the coffee news, the newspaper they have out front? That's yes. great. So, last time we went into Bookman's, I picked up a movie. Um, what movie did I get, Jacob? A stick from New York, but that's as it hurts of the uh, ex uh, as the cover. Sorry, sorry. I so no, no, you're okay. Would you talk a little bit about what you see on the cover of Escape from New York on this Blu-ray that I got? So based on this cover, you see glass shattered and also the Statue of Liberty's face fell apart because in this movie, Escape from New York, is the introduction is a man trying to save the president's daughter in New York turns into a prison in this movie and there's the hero as you can see very strong in fact oh yeah now this is one of my favorite movies I love this movie now you're too young to watch it because you're only six years old but do you think in a couple of years from now when you get a little bit older you'll want to check out Escape from New York yes okay what's a movie that you've seen that we picked up at Bookman's that you like come here talk so that people can hear you Little Shop of Horrors? Little Shop of Horrors. That's a great movie. So when you're going to Bookman's, you can get movies, DVDs, Blu-rays, 4K, Laserdisc, VHS. You can also get comic books, books. 
newspapers, magazines, home furnishings. Uh, you can get tons of stuff there. Because remember, Bookman's has your cool covered. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yay, that was a good idea. And it still works. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you, if there's a story that's worth telling without that thing at the center of the hook, then you really have something there. And I think this would absolutely work without that. The emotional core here isn't about that. Element. It's not the sci-fi that is the right. thing that captures you. It might be the thing that might get somebody in the door the first time to watch this. And it might say there's a certain audience for this, but it's something totally. that completely transcends that genre to me. Totally. I agree. And I think like, I I agree so much. I think that the movie is sort of sprinkled with sci-fi, but you know, once people are in butts in the seats, like what they're connecting to is, you know, these emotional arcs between the character, these relationships. And so that was really important to me to focus on, like as a storyteller, you know, rather than like spending time on, you know, these, yeah, the sci-fi side um, and the logic of it, I just kind of threw that out the window pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, that's always very important. And I think going back slightly to like, you were talking about the supporting cast, like Tony Shalhoub or Michael Lee and Black, like coming in and playing these roles that they don't necessarily always do. And I think, again, that's like subversive as well. I mean, you look at Jim, yeah. who's playing a role that he's not in all the time either. And so like, it, it's just, it's, I think it's like, it's just, it, I don't know, for me, it, it just felt like fresh to be doing something a little bit like more like this rather than like, you know, I just, I get a little frustrated sometimes when I turn a movie on and I kind of like, know where it's going in the first few minutes and and I don't really like want to go along for the ride because I kind of like know it and so I like to kind of set up an active viewing experience and I think um I I think this hopefully kind of checks that box you know it it certainly does but that's something that's really dangerous because then you can set yourself (laughs) you can it's easy to set yourself up for failure because you're if you're just like okay I have to I have to put these breadcrumbs here to make this thing work I'm just working on these plot sort of machinations instead of the actual the emotional connections of it so that's hard to do man it is hard to do i mean that's the thing i had so many like charts and diagrams and stuff of (laughs) like how does this work out and i just kind of kept realizing like it, it just doesn't have to make total logical sense i mean i think like you know you look at a lot of stories that you know and that was mostly in the writing process but it was sort of like you know, uh, initially the first few drafts kind of were structured like A, B, C, D, E, F. And then I ended up sort of like, you know, playing with it more and more and more. It took years, but eventually it ended up sort of like A, B, Z, 2, F, G, you know, like, and and it became much more interesting that way. And something that I actually was passionate about making, I think could sort of see through to the end. So, um, so yeah, it, like it was a long journey. <laughs> well, as long as you keep the charts on that side of the camera, I think that's what matters because <laughs> it, it, sometimes it feels like it's, if I open up, it's why I'm not a fantasy guy. If I open sure. it up and there's 20 pages of bloodline and family trees and maps, I'm, I'm just out. I can't do it. It's yeah, I, I, I just yeah. want to tell, tell me a story. I don't, uh, how much work do I have to do to get to this story? And I feel like right. you, I'm making myself sound like a knuckle dragging idiot, but no, no. yeah, but by the same time, it's just something that I really, I want that to feel thought out but not be something that's necessary for me to translate. Cause you can feel it's like, if you hear, you can tell when something's been researched, you know, that somebody has done their work, even though I don't know what it means to be a scientist and to, you know, (laughs) to be an astrophysicist, but when it sounds right to me, you can feel authenticity sometimes. I don't know what that is, but this rings true. It was funny too, because like, I mean, even speaking of like the science terms, you know, on that note a little bit, like Jim, 
Jim would be the first to admit he knows nothing about any of this stuff. And, you know, I'm not a, I'm not an astrophysicist. I certainly am an amateur astrophysicist. <laughs> like I love that stuff. And I love, sure. you know, I, I, you know, go to the planetarium as much as I can and stuff like that. And I have a telescope, but like, it's, it's so, but it's not like, I, I love it. And there's a passion for it. And I think that's what, when Jim would sort of come up and ask me questions that were like sort of technical a little bit, I think what he was like, like sort of like, well, what is, uh, you know, you know, whatever it is, like, what's what, where is the fuel in a rocket, whatever he would ask things like that. And I think what he was really looking at when he was asking those questions was looking at my passion and my like nerdy intrigue about that and trying to kind of interpret that rather than like, yeah, the ticky tacky of it, because, you know, that in the end that really doesn't matter. I mean, it's a film about, you know, people, you know? Well, it's when you're describing inertia, you're talking about some of the human condition. You're not talking about inertia in that. And it's those kinds of things that come up. And I think that's, that's what really does work in this and as a whole piece. And there's something, if I were to tell my wife what the plot of this film is, which I won't do because I want her to watch this. I'm going to sit down with her and watch this again. (laughs) And if I told her she would have no interest in this movie, but I know that she'll connect with this. And this is one of those things that I think you can share with people that might not be on board for this kind of film. Well, you know, what was so interesting is um, Jim just went on Stephen Colbert last night to talk about the movie. And like, (laughs) and like Colbert's like, so Jim, like, tell me about the movie. What's it about? And like, Jim's like, uh, it's kind of about this. And like, but then there's also this twin guy and I, I play two characters, but, but then this rocket falls out of the sky and like, and it's like, so like, it's just funny to hear people talk about it. Cause I, I don't even know how to describe it still. Like it took us days just to write like a log line that sort of made sense. So, um, it's certainly hard to describe, but I do think like, you know, it, it has been, you know, people have seem se- seemingly been positive about it. So I think like, hopefully that gets, gets people um, enough information to kind of get into the theater, but, uh, but who knows? I hope it's not too riskily like weird, you know, but no, 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 not at all. I mean, I, yeah. I think that it's, this is an incredibly accessible film. This is something yeah. that people will enjoy. And then kind of the last little thing I know we're almost sure. out of time here. I just wanted to mention just that you mentioned Jim having a twin in this and the symmetry between these two families. And when you feel that, and then when you start to see the differences in these families, and while I saw where this film was going on many ways, mm-hmm. once those differences are start started to point out, there was something where trusting children is a big piece of this. And there were the warning signs that are there. And I think that it's a pretty impressive um thing to throw into a story like this. And I, that's the one thing I wouldn't want to give away in this yeah. because that was the, it's about halfway through the film when this reveal happens and it just it hit me like a ton of bricks. I think it's one of the bigger emotional punches of the story. Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, there's, again, it's like, it is this sort of like ensemble tapestry of yeah. these characters. And so, you know, everybody has their own kind of takeaways because they're all connecting with different pieces of it. And often it's sort of by age in a lot of ways, but you know, the older audience members will really connect with the older, you know, couple and, you know, the more younger kids will connect with the kids and so forth. And I, and I like that. I'm very like grateful that that's happened. And so, yeah, I think people, but what I mean by that is like, they'll get kicked in the face with emotion at different points, depending on like who they're really feeling for, you know, the most. Um, And for, I think everybody, it's a different person. So. 
Absolutely. And I'm so sorry at this exact moment when we're supposed to be wrapping things up. My dogs have decided to go completely oh, nuts okay. in another room. <laughs> no worries. It's, I have dogs too, so I get it. It's it's like there's the three dogs that are back there, and it's always the great yeah. Dane that just starts losing it and he just oh, gets yeah. everybody worked up and so well, we have a husky, so it's the same deal. Like it's they're just like I you know, yeah. And there's nothing else that is more important than, than that. So, well, it's not, it's not the 20 pound Chihuahua mix that like that really messes thing up. So yeah. Right. right. But thank you, Colin, so much for taking the time yeah. to do this. And thank you for making the film, man. Cause this is a, this is a special one. I really enjoyed it, this. It's been a pleasure for sure, Christopher. And thank you for spreading the word on your end. It means a lot to us. Yeah. No, absolutely. This is um, when I, the best job I ever had in my life, um, but I can't support a family doing it was working in a video store and so yes. i just still i still just want to recommend movies to people it's like the my ultimate passion i want to be a human algorithm for people's That's taste great. and this is one that i can easily recommend to people cool. so thank you for that man thank you and i hope to talk to you on the next one i hope so too i'm gonna to hold All you right. to that man cool thanks colin cool. Take All right, care. cheers uh-huh. bye-bye thank you time enough to figure you out Time enough to write this down Wish me luck, give me hope
my voice cracked.